For whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that uh, that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I thought this was an appropriate scripture for us to talk about this on the first Sunday of January. So as I've said before, and as you may already know, January is named for the Roman god um, Janus, who had two faces, one that looked forward and one that looked backward. Because January is the month that we usually do that. We've come to the end of one year and we're looking backward, and we come to the beginning of a new year and we're looking forward. And that's what we generally do in our Januaries, isn't it? You know, the problem is when we look backward, often we look backward and we have regrets. We look backward on this past year, and we look at the things that we've done or not done, and we carry regrets. Regret is defined as a, a feeling of sorrow or remorse for a fault, uh, act, loss, or disappointment. In fact, many of our liturgical prayers in more liturgical churches talk about, you know, we've sinned against God through our own fault in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and what we've left undone. And too often in January, we come and we're looking forward, but we're also looking back, and we're looking back in the previous year about the things that we've done wrong. But more than that, the good things that we left undone, and it leaves us with regret. And so, friends, as we sit here in January, and as we look back and we look forward, the question is, what do we do? Because we can't live life looking in the rearview mirror. We can't live life looking backwards at a path that we cannot change. So, friends, what do we do when we come to a January moment? When we come to the time of looking back and looking forward? When we come faced with all those regrets about the past year? And, friends, this is the time when what we need to do is we need to again remember the gospel. Because the gospel, the good news of what Christ has done, allows us to live not looking in the rearview mirror, not controlled by what's in the rearview mirror, but rather to look forward and to press on like Paul talks about. Because you see Paul in this passage, he's looking back and he's looking forward. He says, forgetting what's behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on. Now, the, the passage right before what Joshua read for us today has an incredible list of the things that Paul had done. He had quite a, a pedigree. He had quite a, quite a resume, amazing credentials of those things that he had done. And Paul goes, listen, it's actually all rubbish. The good and the bad, I'm going to put that aside. I'm going to forget what's behind, and I'm going to press on. And he says, what am I going to press on towards? Like, what is so overwhelming that I can press on to? So I can put aside both the good and the bad of the past, 
and press on. And he says, what I'm pressing on to is what we just sang. Knowing you, Jesus. Knowing you. There's no greater thing. I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, that I might gain Christ and be found in him. Paul writes, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, that I might share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Paul says, this is what I'm pressing on towards as I move forward. I want to know Christ more fully. I want to gain Christ more completely. I want to be united with Christ more completely. It makes my list of New Year's resolutions look pretty shallow. You know, it makes my Christmas list look selfish and my worries all look kind of foolish and my desires look pretty misguided compared to what Paul lists here. Is this what we want in the coming year? Is this what you want in the coming year? To know Christ more fully. To gain Christ more completely. To be united with Christ more completely. I mean, that, friends, that's why we're encouraging you to keep reading the scriptures and keep memorizing, keep memorizing scriptures. It's not because there, there are means to the ends of knowing Christ. I want you to have more Jesus. I want more Jesus. And the means is through his word. The means is through prayer. I, I don't want you to focus on these things as the ends. The ends is what Paul talks about here. Knowing Christ. Gaining Christ. Now, that's a lofty goal, and the problem is we look back on this last year and we fell short of far lower goals, so how are we going to reach such a lofty goal? I mean, none of us has lived the way that we should have in 2023, and so again, we all have regrets. But friends, look at what Paul says in verse 12. Paul says, not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me my own. I press on. Friends, it's not the person that gets knocked down who, in the ring who loses the boxing match. It's the person who stays down. You know, pastor and author Chuck Swindoll wrote, Stumblers who give up are a dime a dozen. In fact, they're useless. Stumblers who get up are rare, and in fact, they're priceless. Yes, you've stumbled. I've stumbled. I can look back on plenty of failures in this last year. I can look back plenty of failures this last week. Stumbling is common. The question is, what do you do when you stumble? You know, in fact, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16 says, The righteous person falls seven times and rises again. So, friends, we fall, but we rise again. However, you might have stumbled, and you might be amongst the unfaithful as you look back on 2023, but hear the invitation, come all you unfaithful, press on. Why? Because he's faithful. We've all fallen, and we've all fallen short. We all have regrets from the past year. We all have wrongs we've done. We all have good we've left undone. And it's easy for us to look back, get weighted down, and stay down. But church, the last thing I want for you or for me or for any of us is to be weighed down by last year or weighed down by yesterday. And so we don't get back up and press on. Press on towards Jesus and knowing him more, gaining him more, being in him more. Because, friends, what our enemy most wants is for you to stay down. 
He sees you knocked down and yells at you, just stay down. You're a failure. You've fallen again. Look at 2023. Look at last week. Look at yesterday. Don't even bother to get back up and press on because God's clearly done with you. But friends, hear the gospel. Hear the gospel. He is not done. His faithfulness to you has not failed. Even if you have fallen short and failed. Friends, don't give in to the lies of the enemy. Don't listen. You know, as we often sing in that song, when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and I see him there who made an end to all my sin. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. When Satan tempts you to despair, when he points you in the rearview mirror and says, look at what you've done, look at what you've left undone, Christ says, no, because of what I've done, press on. That's not who you are. Because of what I've done, press on. Again, verse 12, not that I've already obtained this, Paul says. Not that I've already obtained this, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Jesus Christ has made me his own. Let that truth sink down deep in you this next year. Christ has made you his own. Christ has made you his own. We press on towards Christ because he first made us his. We press on towards the one who loves us and who has called us by his grace. We press on to know Christ and to have Christ and to be in Christ more fully because he has made us his own by his grace. In all your unfaithfulness, all your failures, all the past, he has made you his own and he invites you to press on towards him in this coming year. Friends, let that truth penetrate deep within your heart this coming year. Let it drown out the voice of despair and discouragement as you look back on 2023. Jesus has made you his own. It's not about your performance. It's not about what you've done or failed to do. It's about his love for you. You are not the sum total of your mistakes and your accomplishments in 2023. You belong to Christ. You belong to Christ. Christ has made you his own. Friends, that's the gospel. This is the good news, brothers and sisters. This is the good news. Christ has made you his own. And so let that truth free you and let you press on in 2024. I mean, look at verses 13 and 14. He says, brothers and sisters, I don't consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Friends, remembering what Christ has done for us, forget what lies behind and strain on towards him who has made you his own and called you to be in him. Press on. Press on. Don't get stuck looking back. Press on towards Christ. Because we can't run the race looking backwards. You know, there's a, a famous story back in 
May 6th of 1954, Roger Bannister became the first man in history to run a, a mile in less than four minutes, a feat that I have not yet accomplished. Uh, thank you. I still have time to do it. Within two months, a man by the name of John Landy eclipsed the world record by 1.4 seconds. So these were the two fastest men at the time. So, of course, what are you going to do with the two fastest men? You set them up to race each other. Who is truly the fastest man? And they had a historic race on August 7, 1954, known as the Miracle Mile. Who of these two fastest men were going to win? And as they moved into the last lap, John Landy was in the lead, and it looked like he was going to win. But as he neared the finish line, he was haunted by a question. And the question was, where is Bannister? And he turned backwards to look. And at that moment, Bannister took the lead, and he won. And in an interview with Time Magazine afterwards, Landy said, if I hadn't looked back, I would have won. Church, if I hadn't looked back, I would have won. Don't, don't let that be you. Don't let that be me. If I hadn't looked back, I would have won. Because we spend so much time looking back on our successes and our failures and we risk losing the race. Press on towards Christ. Don't spend this new year dwelling on what has been, but look forward to Christ who has made you his own. Strain on, press on. The Christian life is not a destination. It's a journey, it's a race, and none of us have finished yet. Notice that Paul said twice in this short passage, verse 12, not that I've already obtained this, Verse 13, I don't consider I've made it my own. He's saying, I'm not perfect, I'm not there yet, and neither are you. And so there's hope. Even just a second ago when I said I haven't run a four-minute mile yet, Samuel said there's still time. Well, there is. Friends, we're not yet what we will be. We continue to press on. You know, Paul's Greek literally reads, not that I've already obtained it. Not that I've already obtained this. You know, you've heard the phrase when they go, oh, yeah, Joe, he thinks he's arrived. Well, Paul goes, I haven't arrived yet. I'm not there yet. So we press on. The Christian life is pressing on. And the hope that we have is earlier in this same letter in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Paul writes, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Friends, the race is not done until Jesus returns. So keep pressing on until that day. You are a work in progress. I am a work in progress. None of us has arrived, so hang up your regrets. Don't even focus on the successes. Focus forward on Christ as you go into this year. And remember, you will not arrive until Christ arrives when he returns to make you his own, and then you'll be complete. So he who began this good work in you will carry it on to completion. Christ is doing a work, so focus not on your successes or your failures from last year. Focus on Christ. Run towards him to make him your own, because as you seek to make him your own, he will be remaking you until he returns at the renewal of all things. And friends, one more word about that. 
is remember Christ is still working on you. Remember Christ is also working on your spouse. Remember, yeah, I hear you laughing. <laughs> Christ is working on your kids. Christ is working on your neighbors and on your family and on your friends. Remember that if you're a work in progress, so are they. And if you are in need of God's grace, so are they. So are they. So the person who sits next to you at church that just said something that hurts you, the person who stepped on your toes, the person who offended you intentionally or unintentionally, their work's in progress too. And just as you need grace, they need grace. So look not to the wrongs that they've done or left undone. Judge them not by their successes or failures. Look to Christ and pray that they might have the grace like you need the grace to press on towards him. So as we enter 2024 together, church family, let's not make promises. Let's not make resolutions because we're frankly promise breakers. Let's instead entrust ourselves to the one who is a promise keeper. Let's entrust ourselves to the one who is ever faithful. Let's press on towards the one who has called us and made us his own. Let's press on towards the one who is at work in us and who started something in us. Let's press on that he might finish what he has started in you and in me. Let's lean into Christ this year. And may we together fix our eyes on him and press on. Let's pray. God, help us. Help us to press on. Help us to press on towards Jesus Christ this year. Help us to forget what's behind and not put any faith in our successes and not be despairing about our failures. Help us to press on towards Jesus Christ. Father, what we want, or make us, make us want this year, nothing more than what we sang, to know Jesus, to want him more, to want to know him more, to be more in him, to be to run more towards him because he has made us his own. Father, thank you for making us your own in Christ. What incredible grace. Now, Lord, help us to press on. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. All right, well, let's close by pressing on towards the Good Shepherd. So this is, I know, a favorite one of my family. And a wonderful reminder as we go on into this new year, who is our shepherd whom we trust, towards whom we move? The Lord is our shepherd. And so let's sing this together, Psalm 23.